why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? The world is focused on creating machines with like a conscious thought. Uh, in 1950, Alan Turing designed the Turing test upon the same principle, a test which has a methodology which I think is outdated and flawed. And then following that, countless years of development have been made into create a true cognitive machine, like a strive for a poetic yet somewhat clinical union between technology and consciousness. But what if we've been wrong? What if we've been looking at it the wrong way? You consider the same problem, but a reversal of the roles. You take a highly cognitive being, so say the human, and introduce it into technology. Then you, then you build a specific race built upon the humankind, which has the same capabilities of a cyborg. This to me is what biohacking is. We fit the fittest minds with the chip inside that can link and digitize that which prior to this was higher than science could ever divide. This is a neural interface, we're gonna stick it in your face, fill it in your brain and interlace. There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race. Leave everything a race, bring the base. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? got involved in biohacking kind of uh, early on 2005. Uh, I didn't know it was called biohacking at the time. And uh, I think it wasn't really a, a thing at that point. It was just, uh, you know, some, some crazy idea. But uh, yeah, I just decided, you know, I wanted to implant a, an RF transponder in my hand so I could get through my door easier. And, uh, you know, didn't really think much about it at the time. But in the, in the years since, you know, the maker movement has kind of really started to explode and, and, and right alongside it, uh, biohacking, both on the biological side uh, and also on the technical uh, kind of uh, biometrics or, um, you know, cyborg-y kind of, you know, grinding community has kind of risen up from that as well. So, uh, you know, I, I decided a couple of years ago there was enough uh, going on, but it wasn't really coordinated well. Information was hard to get and uh, it would be a, a good idea to build a business model around it so that we could make sure that people were getting, you know, safe stuff and then going to, you know, professionals to be able to get it installed safely and, and kind of increase the knowledge and awareness about how to do this, you know, how to do it properly, um, what kind of stuff you need to do it. So that's how, that's how Dangerous Things was kind of born from that. And, um, <clears throat> and now, I mean, t today there's uh, several biohacking companies that are into implantable devices. They're, they're researching and, de and developing these things. We're developing new, new products as well. So it's a pretty amazing thing happening in this kind of uh, underground community now kind of reaching the surface and, and uh, taking our, our, our first few gasps of, of air in the, in the public light. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? You know, it really, the term biohacking is almost at this point, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's almost a ruined term in my, my opinion. You know, grinding, grinding specific to um, uh, kind of the group that uh, operates out of the biohack.me uh, website. And, uh, you know, I, I think that in terms of that term, uh, it, it really gets away from a lot of the other stuff like transhumanism and biohacking. And this, this, it's, uh, you know, it's really... Um, more people who are actually doing things, you know, we're, we're less interested in talking theory, talking about, you know, products that in theory will come out or, you know, the way the world's going to turn or change, you know, once these things happen or whatever. And it's, it's really more people that are like, Hey, look, you know, I tried uh, using this, it didn't work. And, you know, does anybody have any suggestions? Yeah. Hey, you try this type of tubing. It works great. You know, it's uh, uh, even that though, there's a lot of people who uh, kind of bristle at the term grinding, you know, there's uh, the grinder site, which is uh, entirely has different intent. than. Uh, Why don't you tell me, what you think biohacking means to you. 
It's about designing your own destiny, right? It's about liberating humanity from the shackles of, of biology and uh, this idea that we're built correctly in the way we should be, uh, just because that's how nature plopped us down here. And so that's basically what we do is, uh, you know, we study ways to give ourselves little abilities and little things that we can do because we feel that the march towards um, the march of progress is going to be kind of iterative, not uh, grandly designed. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? To me, biohacking is, uh, uh, is a definition that I always, uh, I, I change usually whenever anyone asks me, but, but I'm going <laughs> to stick to the, uh, the definition that DIY bio uh, uses, which is uh, engaging with biology using the hacker ethic. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? Biohacking to me seems like the coolest thing that a curious person could do at this time in human society. Um, grinding seems like flesh modification and uh, transhumanism. I think it's the idea that what it means to be human ultimately in the cosmic sense is to continually completely redefine what that would mean to the human. Um, Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? To me, grinding biohacking is just a way to live out, you know, childhood dreams of being a mad scientist, basically. There's, there's your academic science, and then, then there's the grinding where you get to really have fun and apply the stuff you've learned to do just cool stuff. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? Uh, hi, everybody. So I'm a, I'm a director of uh, Biomedical Engineering Lab at Cooper Union. I'm also one of the co-founders of GenSpace, native New Yorker, so that's a little bit about me. I got into the whole DIY bio. Well, first of all, years and years ago, when I first heard the term DIY bio, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a company like DIYbio.com that sells something uh, rather than a movement, um, because I was, I was teaching at the time at Harvard. And... Um, and my first kind of real foray into that was leading an iGEM team, which uh, stands for the International Genetically Engineered Machines Competition, which is basically a, a sort of a, a well, a competition slash festival uh, of, of uh, genetic engineering for uh, college students. Now it's, it's been expanded to high school students and DNY bio labs. Uh, but in 2009, I, I led a small Harvard team um, where we designed um, some really interesting genetic circuits that we were attempting to have microbes communicate using light. Um, so we got that kind of halfway working. And that kind of uh, took me out of my bubble because I'm trained as a research scientist and this was more of an engineering discipline. And being able to kind of really think outside of the box and say, hey, let's build something if it doesn't exist in nature, um, you know, just added a different way of looking at um, biotechnology, at least for me, because I, I was more used to applying it to answer questions in research rather than using it to uh, build something. Um, so that's kind of, and then when I started GenSpace, um, that, actually, that actually arose out of another lab that I had started at the time in 2008 with a good friend of mine, Mitchell Joachim, uh, runs an organization called Terraform One, which is basically a design and architecture and really kind of futurist city design uh, group. And we were roommates um, back in grad school when he was going to the graduate school of design and I was going to the 
Rico working in the lab at medical school, we always had ideas and we were bouncing them off of each other. And uh, one thing we kind of lamented was that there was no common space for designers and artists and biologists to kind of meet and kind of, um, you know, use all of their different skill sets and put them together into something cool. So years later, Mitch had found a space in Brooklyn, uh, 33 Flatbush Avenue. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? There's actually kind of a, a broad variety. Um, and so I, I usually just kind of go out of like a, it's not a Venn diagram, it's more like a triangle. It's like on one side you have body hacking. You have the, the people who are, um, they're like, hey, I learned how to eat a sandwich in the morning and I actually do push-ups and have you ever considered going out for a walk? And, and this has made me superhuman. It's like, you're not superhuman, you're just like healthy. It's called healthy. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the, the legitimate biohackers who are like, well, I learned how to do protein synthesis at the lab. And then I like turned my kitchen into a protein synthesis lab. And, um, and, and these are two really, really radically different things. And then if you go up on the triangle, you can see that in your head. There's uh, there's the grinders, which are like uh, kind of a more of a yes. We also like to um, you know eat sandwiches and protein synthesis does sound cool. But have you ever considered putting an iPhone in your arm? And and like this is like kind of where the grinders end up. And so you have this kind of weird spectrum of people who are learning how to be good people, better people, people who are learning how to mess with biology, and then people who love that hardware thing, and they're, they're kind of doing that too. And so this is where, um, you know, this is kind of how I, the, the, the place that I, that I fell into. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? Um, so... I, I tend to do things a little bit differently than, than the usual grinders. I'm I, like the, when you talk about biohacking, it's usually broken down into like grinding DIY bio and body hacking guys. So like, I'm, I'm not actually huge. Like originally I liked the idea of the word biohacking, like, Ooh, it sounds cyberpunk, but now I'm like, but it means nothing. So eh, on, on that one, um, grinding, I definitely, I, I like, I like the, I like the, whole concept of it i mean i'm a grinder i've done i do all, like done all the implanty thing you know making and designing implants like i like i, I really dig that um transhumanism i find it can get a little wanky very very quickly like the idea i'm like yes absolutely like let's let's get the top of the line tech let's do all the things but like maybe like dial back on the uh the like people tend to throw a lot of just like extra noise in there but yeah no i'm i'm in my like day-to-day -day job, um, I'm, I'm a researcher. I kind of pick things I'm interested in. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? Yeah, so my name is Patrick Baumann. Uh, I'm um, from the Netherlands. Um, I have two jobs. I work as a sysadmin and also as a security guard. Besides that, I also uh, volunteer sometimes. I'm one of the founders of, of a hackerspace in, uh, in the Netherlands. I visit hacker conferences uh, since 2001. Yeah, uh, to me, hacking and uh, hacking is a way of life. Um, to the, the new listeners, uh, 
to me, yeah, hugging is finding new applications uh, uh, that are not intended by the creator of the product. And and as a biohacker, I find applications for my body for my body to interact with the technology around us. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? Yeah, so uh, I'm a UX designer um, full time, and I study my PhD part time in uh, biohacking, um, which is where this whole interest came from, sort of an academic interest. And after studying people, not well, talking to people um, for about a year and a half, I then decided to go ahead and get chipped myself. Um, So I now have two. One is um, an NFC chip in kind of the standard webbing of my hand, which I use to open my front door uh, and store a little bit of information on it. And the other one, which is pretty new, is a RFID chip um, to use at work for work access to the doors and elevators. And uh, before the recording started, you had mentioned that you were working towards a first PhD and that it's in biohacking as well as a little bit more towards uh, the user experience of insertables. Could you please tell us more about this? Yeah. um, So it all kind of started um, in uh, winter here in Melbourne, which isn't really cold by your guys' standards, but I was cold. (laughs) So I had a glove on and I had our our card in it, um, our card that you touch on and touch off at the um, terminal to pay for your transport. Why don't you tell me what you think biohacking means to you? So my name's Brian McAvoy. I'm one of the co-hosts of Two Cyborgs and a Microphone, the Your Rival podcast. And I'm totally here for the purposes of subterfuge and pulling away your, your loyal listeners. Uh, my co-host, Tim Shank, couldn't be here today. Uh, he's doing some very intense work projects. Uh, so what transhumanism and everything means to me is just the path humanity's already taking, where we're already going. We've always been trying to be better than who we are. And using technology has, has been also what we've used in the past. And some people do it through chemicals. Some people do it through augmentations with like circuitry and, and copper, silicone. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is dead. We invite you to answer this question as well. What does biohacking mean to you? Record your answer, even if it's with a smartphone, and email us the clip at info at dangerousminds.io to join in the conversation. Until then, seek the spark.